Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, y'all. We're back for Gay Twitter for AfterBuzz. I'm so excited. There's so much to talk about, but before we get into that, hi, Brian. Hi, Ollie. How are you cuties doing? Ollie has a whole new look. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm Especially like, yes. It's official. I'm just like the rest of the gays bleaching their hair. You know? <laughs> but you did it right, though. At least you did it right. Yes, yeah, so at least you bleached up top and not where the other gays are bleaching. So. <laughs> oh, yes, honey. Yes. Very true. I'm dead. Very true. They, you know, they're trying to get ready for their shampoo challenge on Twitter. <laughs> that, that was a weird thing. If you guys didn't hear about that, it was a lot of men getting hard and putting shampoo bottles on their junk. I was like, these people are getting thirstier. Then the day is long, but here we are. It's fine. Um, we have so much to talk about. Uh, we're going to go. It's going to get deep. It's going to get shallow. It's going to get deep again. We have so much to get into. Um, <laughs> that's how we always are, though. It's, we just have to kind of stay true to that. Uh, so our first topic is the Black, gay, and conflicted in an age of coronavirus and all of this one guy's one kind of one person's account of how they were feeling during corona. We're also going to talk about Love, Victor, which is a new Hulu series that's based off of Love, Simon. Uh, I can't wait to talk all about that. We also have this fabulous movie called Sublet. Uh, my computer is not cooperating. Uh, it's a filmmaker, Eaton Fox's uh, debut film. It's about an older guy dating a younger guy after getting cheated on. Or, or like kind of having a horrible relationship, not getting cheated on, but then kind of finding this younger guy. So we'll get into that. We're going to talk about whether or not we should cancel Perez Hilton. Because he's acting <laughs> a fool on TikTok. I have seen this literally with my own eyes. He is acting a fool. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we can't forget about the iconic Jeff Goldblum guest appearance on RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm sure Ollie and them broke it down very nicely in the after show. Um, all about how crazy he is. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to get into Ollie's Read All About Him segment. We have a really great topic to get into. Again, it's TikTok. We have a lot of TikTok drama today, so just go along with the ride. And then we can't forget about my cutie friend Brian's uh, Pop Diva dish. We're doing, is it Doja Cat or Doa Cat? How do you say her name? I think it's Doja, right? Doja Cat. Doja Cat? Doja Cat. Okay, Doja Cat. Doja. Doja. She's all over TikTok. <laughs> Again, a TikTok thing, but she's also a little problematic. We're going to dig up some 2015 tweets and we're going to really get into it. This is my disclaimer to famous people. Go through your Twitter feed and delete, 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 delete. Because There's you never know. There's an app that does it for you. I have that oh. on mine. Yeah. What? What do yeah, you mean like it, it deletes It deletes what? like past 60 days or something or 90 days. Like it'll just automatically delete everything after 90 days. So I have that. So you're not going to cop oh. me. Uh-uh. So it's like, it's like Grindr, lost off chat. Ah! Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, I need that because I had to go back and delete a four-year-old tweet that was very problematic. So mm-hmm. um, you have to watch yourself, people. Um, but yeah, before we uh, jump all into that, I just want to know how you guys are doing. How is quarantine? What's going on? How are you all feeling? 
good. The usual good. staying home and Great. living life and not going yeah. to hookups because you will not be any of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's, if we are the three thirstiest people at After Buzz, if we can do it, you can do it. Like, come on. Yeah. What about liter- you, Ollie? Literally thirsty and also, yes, I'm also very thirsty for the men, especially just seeing Twitter. I, I know this is gay Twitter, but I'm like, I got to stay off gay Twitter because I'm seeing all these fine men <laughs> and it's like, stop retweeting. You know how you're fr- you, the people you follow, you see what they like. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, who is this? Who's this? So, you know, very, very thirsty, but I, 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 you know, there's ways to combat the thirst. You know, you and I, both, we all, we all know this. We have, we have our sites, but you know, it's all good. I got myself a Calvin. It's not a man. So just use your imagination. So I am very happy. I am very happy. Thank you, Amazon Prime for discreet shipping. We Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline appreciate you and here we are um so i'm happy you guys are doing well and ollie is looking delicious honey you look like a starburst you look adorable oh, thank you thank i love that happy. it's mean girls 16th uh anniversary today yeah so. <gasps> oh my god I, why did you wear pink oh my god Oops. you wore pink i just i, totally I just found out and now uh, don't drag me because it's, it's not wednesday it's fine so don't drag <laughs> it's okay it's all good. It's, I was going to say, is it Wednesday? And then I was like, I don't even know what day it is anymore. So it's fine. But yeah, you can sit with us. We're friendly. We're the friendly gays at school. You can sit with us. Right. Um, <laughs> so speaking about friendliness and not really being friendly. So this guy wrote uh, like an, a, kind of like an essay, expose about being black and gay during kind of the coronavirus and all that's going down. So if you, again, some people might come for me, but the fact is these are numbers that are really out there. Black people, people of color are dying at a higher rate of COVID-19, whether it's like they're not able to afford the medications or they're not able to stay at the hospital long enough. I don't know what it really, I don't have that information. But what I know is that being a person of color, being black in this country is obviously once again, during this coronavirus, a, a lot worse than it was even before. So he really got into what he talked about, again, being a queer black man and how other white gay men use privilege. Like we had that, you know, a uh, senator who was in uh, Puerto Vallarta at his home with a bunch of gays, of course, all white gays using their privilege. They're not social distancing and uh, complaining about being bored. So I just love that he kind of got into it and was just like, stop using your privilege. Like celebrities, again, also same thing, gay celebrities. Oh, I'm so bored. It's like being bored is a privilege. So I love that he kind of like calls everyone out and it was done in a very delicate, nice way. I wouldn't have been as nice. Um, but what did you think about that, Brian? What were your thoughts? It was definitely an inter- interesting perspective. And we talked about it before on the show about the parallel to the AIDS pandemic, you know, as well in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s of how people of color, especially Black people, you know, like you mentioned, don't maybe don't have access to the cert- certain medications or whatever case may be, certain health care. Right. So it definitely makes it harder for them. And they're already going through that 
outside of this pandemic. So obviously it's 5,000 times worse now, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's super hard to see. And I, I just wish that there's some kind of way that, of course, we don't have that with this administration, obviously, but I feel mm-hmm. like if we had a different administration or different people in charge um, or people in charge now, they should just step up and try and help those people that don't, that can't help themselves, you know? Because obviously, like we mentioned, there's so many people with white privilege, white gays, all these different people that are using their privilege to their advantage and they're not taking this seriously. But the people who are taking this seriously are for are like feeling it the most, you know, and they're, they're hurting the most. So I just wish that there was Absolutely. a way for us to help them and everyone just to get better through all this craziness. Absolutely. Well said. Ollie? Yeah, there's just like, I really enjoyed this article. Thank you for sharing it. Like, there's just of so course. much to, like, I don't want to spend too much time on this topic because there's just like, I feel like I can go on and this, there's just so much to unpack basically. But something that stood out to me was just like, the whole, uh, the part in the article when he was talking about, you know, how some people don't have access to face masks. So we use like bandanas, for example, like we, we're gay. We probably have bandanas, but a black I have a whole man, closet. <laughs> right. A black, a black gay man, or even just a black man wearing like a red bandana, that is just like automatically people are going to be fearful of that because of mm. the, the, the stereotypes that black men and people of color sometimes are stuck to you know due to mm-hmm. just but ra- racism try not to curse sorry sure. um okay. so yeah and then just the whole issue of like all those white gays who look the same i keep seeing <laughs> memes of like whenever you see that on twitter you see memes of like all the white muscular hot gays and like oh look it's a ryan murphy casting call and so, ah! <laughs> it's, i yeah i just i hate people it's, it's so it's funny that the privileged people are complaining you know and we talked mm-hmm. before on the show so and then another topic real quick is just the fact that people of color you know the, a lot of them are on the dl still unfortunately mm-hmm. so this is another layer added on to COVID 19 and obviously I love that the article broke it down, like Bryant mentioned, that it's mostly, it's not just because you're of color, it's not just because you're black, you're gonna be automatically most at risk. It's because of the economic status that a lot of people of color are unfortunately under. So it's not just because mm. you're black. So I love, I feel like everyone needs to read this article and just really open their mind, especially if they're close-minded, because I feel right. like you can, whoever you are, you can really get something out of this article. Absolutely. And a lot of people on uh, gay Twitter a lot were, were kind of talking about this. It's, it's on Queerty if you want to read it. But they were also talking about the fact that even before COVID-19 in Chicago, they started saying the mayor said uh, people of color should wear um, orange like face masks. It's so cold there. It's like negative because people that were like black men that were wearing black ski masks were, were getting arrested for crimes that they had not done. They were just like going to work. So I think it's it's really important, even with the mask, to realize that people are scared of coronavirus, but they're also really scared of black men. Like it's this really a messed up dynamic that is again bringing to light. Even the fact that people are protesting, we talked about in Ollie's segment last week about these like people that were just like, oh, I, it's my body, my rights. I'm going to go out there. And again, in the article, he talks about being nervous about his parents who live in Georgia and Florida, where these people that are entitled again white like social activists, like who knows what these people are, like nationalists or whatever. And they're out there and they're like getting people sick. Again, they're going to get treatment because they're white. So I just want to make that very clear. Like people that are, it's just so much privilege that I'm just like, I think this country has always had a lot of privilege, but during COVID-19, it's become so much more apparent and just hard to avoid. So that's kind of frustrating. Um, I just quickly wanted to say thank you to Trina and Jane in the chat. Uh, they're saying, uh, you, you all are looking fine with a bunch of eyes. So thank you. We will. Well, thank you. 
but yeah, any last thoughts about this? Because I know it's like it's a it's a pretty big topic to unpack. Mm-hmm. No, we're not just like I said. Just everyone stay safe, and hopefully everyone can get yeah. through this. And I hope there's some kind of way, like program or something like that, for all of us to get through this, especially people of color who are really struggling. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, all I have to say: don't be racist. Exactly. It's really easy. It's really like, it's yeah. yeah. It's it's funny. Also, last I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, please I go no, on, no. But... It's go. It, it's a big topic because we're all all three of us are people of color. We have different right. races in us. Like we, it, it's not like we're just sitting here. Like, oh, it's something that we've read about. Like we've ex- we've all experienced it in our own ways. So no, yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. Go ahead. So I, this is a shout out to Jayla Rocks who joined us for our first episode. We were yes. doing the Drag Race uh, mm-hmm. after show last mm-hmm. week or Sunday. Sunday. Uh, and mm-hmm. she had something that really stuck with me uh, that even just like even in our own community, like why are we trying to can't like the gay community, queer community, that why are we trying to constantly cancel and come after other people when minorities, when there's so much just racism and so much uh, ageism, there's so much classism within our own community that we like are always mm. trying to cancel each other and look down on each other. So I feel like there's a lot of healing that needs to be done in our own community and really like help and uplift one another before we start, you know, to try to cancel other people, which, you know, it's just, it's just frustrating that there's just so much stigma within our own community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think we've all experienced it in different ways. I not only experienced it on Grinder, but I've also seen it with my own eyes. I was with a friend who's Asian and gay and someone walked by and said, oh my God, you're so handsome for an Asian man. This is another gay man. It's like, why, why didn't you just say you're handsome? Period. Like, I think it's, you learning and then people just like oh you can't take a joke it's like it's not about taking a joke it's like when it comes from a white cisgendered buff gay white man it's really hard to to hear the joke yeah you know what i mean like there's a lot of trauma and a lot of hurt people hurt people kind of thing and so mm-hmm. i i just think that i i love that he was brave enough to share this story and to be open about it and i think that i believe this and i really do wholeheartedly believe that there was a good thing about trump is that it showed that this country has a disease under the surface that we don't want to, in America, we like to pretend American dream. We love America, open hands. But it, for me, being a child of an immigrant, it's never been like that. We've been called towelhead, 9-11. Like, oh I mean, God. it's never been that. And my parents are successful and pay taxes, et cetera, but they are still treated like that. Let alone if you're someone that's, you know, a janitor and you're Middle Eastern. The people are going to, can you imagine what that person hears? So I, I think it's just, I love when stories like this come out and I, a lot of gay men are probably going to like go like roll their eyes and be over it. But I think it's really important that we have these conversations, especially during COVID-19. Because when we come out of this, I hope we don't just go back to normal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I right. hope we like are like oh, finally aware that, you know, people, especially in the queer community are still struggling. Like we, it's yes. not perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I kind of, I know that was a bit like, it was a little intense. So we'll, we'll go a little light. Um, but before I do that, <laughs> it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to unpack racism right. right at the top of a show. So we will we will um, kind of switch gears a little bit. But before I do that, I just want to thank everyone um, who's in the chat, Jane and Trina Dong, which are our own After Buzzer hosts. And I just wanted to thank you all for being here. Um, we are the After After Buzz's ESPN of TV talk. We're here every week doing quarantining, and Brian does an amazing quarantine with the stars that you have to catch. And Ollie does uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race after show, which is hilarious, always makes me crack up. And um, RuPaul is kind of getting us through the quarantine. But please go like, subscribe our channel. Our show is new 
So we want to kind of get more followers and more views. So please come give us some love. And then if you go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. We would take six, but you can only give five. (laughs) (laughs) So please do that. And I appreciate all of you. Let's jump into a bit of a more lighter topic. So um, you all, did you guys both see Love, Simon, the movie that came out a couple years ago? I actually didn't, and I feel like I'm... <laughs> We're revoking your game card! <laughs> so I just, I don't know if I told you guys this or somebody else, but okay. I just watched Call Me By Your Name this year. I didn't watch you Love, did Simon. I didn't watch Moonlight. So I feel like I am <gasps> failing the gay community. Oh my God. In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, I'm a TV buff more than a movie buff. So I watch a lot of TV. I don't catch oh. a lot of film, but I feel like I should have went and watched those three, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm going to watch Love, Simon. Like I just need to find it somewhere. So if anybody got a link, send it to my <laughs> DMs because yeah. I need to watch her. But I, I want to, I'm like 9,000% going to watch Love, Victor. So tell me about it. Like, Okay, good, good. I will, and Moonlight is on Netflix too. So if you want to watch that, oh yes, we'll, I'm gonna watch you'll that. You'll get a little closer to. We won't revoke any cards. Um, <laughs> the best part of Love Simon is when the dad says the best line of the whole movie. So when you watch it, you're gonna love it. Just so you know, it's when the dad's like, "Can I get on Grinder, or is it only for gay men? Can I support you?" Like the dad <laughs> wants to be that supportive, and I was just like, uh, "Listen, if you want to get on." What was his name? Uh, he dated Fergie, the dad, Josh. I can't Josh Jumel. <gasps> Josh Jumel. I'm like, honey, if you want to get on Grinder to support your son, we Wait, are all here he's for the it. dad in Love, Simon? Yes, he is the dad Shut in Love, Simon. Shut the hell up. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Jennifer, I think it's Jennifer Garner's the mom. Right? And she's so good. She's so good. Jennifer Garner's the mom. Yep. I can't yep, believe yep, yep, yep. I'm going to watch he, it. I'll watch it right now. <laughs> go watch it. And you know what? It's $3.99 <laughs> on Amazon Prime. So if you can't find anyone, $3.99 yeah. is kind of worth it. Um. But okay, so that inspired Love, Victor. So then Love, Victor um, is a Hulu series. So it's more for TV. So Brian's going to be happy. (laughs) And basically it follows kind of like this whole like awkward kid, which is kind of like Love, Simon, kind of finding his sexuality. It's trying to get a job, like the teaser. He's trying to get a job at a coffee shop. And the guy that he likes is literally packed. And we have that coffee machine at our house. So I have packed it before. And I'm always like, this is really sexual. (laughs) So then when I saw him pack it, I was like, (gasps) So now my coffee machine's giving me a hard on. So it's really, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but what did you guys think of the teaser? Are you gonna watch or what do you? What's the vibe? Um. <laughs> well, know. right, right. I recommend Moonlight way more than Love yes, Simon personally. It's so more, layered. More type of my movie. I I feel like it's a little bit more realistic. Obviously, like shout out to Love Simon. I didn't really care for it. Uh, I thought it was cute, just like for you know, allies and queer youth to be able to like grow up with this film. Obviously, like mm-hmm. I didn't have that when I was, you know, mm-hmm. a teenager and whatnot. It's definitely feel good. Like it's family friendly. And um, I just didn't really connect with the story. Like not personally, it's not bad, but mm-hmm. I hope in this, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. If you guys watch it, let me know. Cause I would love <laughs> to see, I'm interested. Yeah. I don't, right off the bat, my first instinct is like, well, I hope that there's some kind of themes, maybe if it's not in this particular show, but more queer storylines and queer media, that there's more stories and themes of kind of like self-empowerment rather than always trying to find love. That's just my mm. own personal view. I feel like that would help a lot of queer youth because I feel like a lot of queer youth just Jeez. want, um, obviously we want acceptance growing up, I, but I think that's really important. But I think that acceptance kind of leads to like a relationship. Like I always mm-hmm. felt really lonely growing up because I saw all my mm. friends were dating and I wanted that. Exactly. But honestly, I felt like I, I, I needed empowerment. I needed like a figure or some kind of group to help empower me other than my friends, mm-hmm. just something. Like mm-hmm. I hope that maybe it's not in this, like I said, but maybe more queer 
I don't know, storylines can kind of have that self-acceptance. There's nothing wrong with being single. You know, I feel like there's, a, sti- there's, a, there's a stigma about being single, I feel like still to this day in 2020. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that would really help a lot of queer youth and queer adults even. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, I want to watch it actually like kind of for the opposite reason, Ollie. Like I want to watch it for, <laughs> I want to watch it like for a love story because like I, I like the reason I love TV is because I get so invested in characters, you know, and uh, so right. I can get behind a straight relationship so much. And when there's a gay relationship, I'm like 9,000% on board. So like I was obsessed with 911 Lone Star because there were two smoking hot so guys good. like in a relationship so good so that's what i want to see like i hope they're like yeah. so hot and they're just going at it i mean i know this is hulu it's not hbo but <laughs> but i think um... you're looking for Pornhub, not <laughs> hulu <laughs> um i don't know what's going on but i love it and trina dong is funny brian she's saying this is the second show of the week that brian has been torn up for not seeing love time <laughs> okay yes it was it was on our anatomy of a movie when i told her i was like i'm so funny. sorry i haven't watched that <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that's amazing um but it's okay you'll get a chance to watch it and i just want to go back to what ollie said that was really interesting because i remember before i came out i actually literally came out of my mouth i was like i'm only going to come out when i have a boyfriend there's this idea that like in the queer community coming out has to be tied to someone else or it has to be tied mm-hmm. to sex like I don't know when you guys came out but a lot of times when I came out people would, the, the next question was like it was never like how was that holding that secret being in the closet was it painful it was always like are you a top or bottom have you hooked up with anyone like it seems like with gay men it's everything's always sexualized which is fine because like I get it two men we get horny I get it but at the same <laughs> time it also takes away from that queer experience like right. you lose like even the episode like it's so queer baiting it's like I love that teaser it was fun like him but it, nothing about that was like oh my god like they're gonna fall in love it was like it was all about sex it's forearm like packing the copy which again I enjoy that but it also like <laughs> is that all we're good for you know what I mean like yeah. what's the very, deeper, very true. like I, I hope they get deeper I hope there's like yeah. I hope he has like a trans friend I hope right. there's a person of color on the show like I hope there's someone that's like struggling with something more than just being gay because I feel like that's not enough anymore right. mm-hmm. no I like that you say that and it's like, exactly. it, it reminds me a lot of like uh, Max last week when he said that, oh, it's mm-hmm. like, he's just constantly tired of seeing like the coming out story, which is fine. I, I couldn't kind of like, I, I feel like that kind of like connected with me personally. Cause like with me, like I didn't actually come out. Like I was just kind of like, in my own experience, I was very fortunate that it was just kind of like a matter of fact with my parents. Same and, here, yeah. You know, like I never had that story, but I feel like a lot of people do. So it is kind mm-hmm. of like in my, in our POV, Bryant, like that is kind of something that we're constantly seeing, and we're exactly probably gonna, we're probably going to see it in this. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably going to have one. He's going to have a moment. And like someone yeah. in the chat, RG RGD is asking, was it hard or easy to come out now? So I came out very recently, like a year ago, to my parents. So I I've always been very open about my sexuality with my friends, but with family, it's only been a year. So I I didn't talk to my mom for four months. So it was not, and I'm like not the most masculine person in the room it's like girl did you not know but like it's you know what I mean but like it's with my family it was a big huge struggle and obviously like hearing your stories where it's a bit more a matter of fact like that gives me hope but because it's a real life example when I watch it in a movie or a tv show I get kind of angry because I'm like frustrated that that's what people like me are gonna see because I'm like we need stories where it's not easy where the parents are not like cool you know like right. that's hard for me to watch sometimes when I watch like a CW show and everyone's like yes queen work it like all the jocks are nice to the gay guy I'm like that was not my experience yeah, like, sure. I was made fun of you know 
It's so it can be kind of triggering. So I hope that they give this show a layer below that. Cause then it's interesting for me and it's interesting for you guys that maybe had an easier coming out because it's like it nailed both of our stories together. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny you mentioned that too because I I always say that I'm so so fortunate. I'm sure you feel the same way, Ollie, that it's it was such it was easy for me, you know, for lack of a better term, it really was easy. So I hundred percent agree with you, Amir, that I would like to see what other people went through because I'm I I can't fathom what they went through. You know, it's hard to imagine and I feel like everyone should experience what everyone is going through because it's not easy no matter what anyone comes out, coming out story is, whether it was more convenient or whatever the case may be, it's not easy for anybody. So I think that's definitely what Absolutely. they should portray here. Absolutely. And when you look on gay Twitter, you will see a lot of people commenting about their, their coming out story is as colorful as our orientation and our spectrum is. Like, as different as the three of us are, as different as every gay club, every drag queen, every trans person, every bi person is different. I feel like our coming out stories are also unique. So I think the it's much like the story of a black person, an Asian person being told by us, that's powerful. So as long as we're telling our stories and each of us continue to take up space, I think that domino effect will like eventually hit the office of like Steven Levinstein or something in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like it'll eventually knock some doors down. Um, at least I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think that, uh, okay, so uh, there's no one in the live chat. Let me, let's move on to, um, okay, so let's go, let's be a little shady. Uh, now that we've kind of really given you guys some great tea, let's give you something a little shady. So Perez Hilton, if you go on his TikTok, he, okay, if you don't know who Perez Hilton is, he started at a coffee bean in on Sunset Boulevard. If you don't know, <laughs> he, he's shady as F. So he would literally put cum stains on celebrities' faces. He would out people regularly that were gay. I mean, it was some really messed up things. He apologized for all of that, okay? We forgave him. He adopted <laughs> two kids, had a surrogate, had a husband, whatever. We are like, okay, we're forgiving you. And then he got on TikTok <laughs> and he started fat shaming people. He started calling people out. He started outing people for, like, he outed um, Tom Daly, who's a diver, for kissing a 16-year-old. Again, I'm not excusing any of that behavior. I'm just saying Perez is doing the exact same thing he was doing before. Do we think he needs to be canceled? Because there's a petition that a bunch of people signed to have him banned because people are feeling like he's bullying them. So what do you guys think about all this? He even talked about some girl's bathing suit, Charlie DeMillo, who's a really famous TikToker. So what are our thoughts? Do we think, do we cancel? What do we do? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> what I, what I would say, <laughs> no, what I would say is, is keep that kind of content on his website. Like if he wants to do his dirt sheet gossip, do that on PerezHilton.com where people know that for. Don't bring it sure. into TikTok, which should be, you know, more lighthearted and more fun and that kind of thing. You know, fat shaming or and like you said, any kind of that behavior is inexcusable, but that's what he's known for. He's known for being this shady gossip columnist. Mm -hmm. So if he's going to want to do that, keep that on PerezHilton.com. Like th mm -hmm. that's what you're known for. And that's totally fine. You've got your gig. Keep doing it. Like props to you for making it. But don't bring that kind of negativity on a platform that's not meant for. Mm -hmm. That's a really well said. I like that. Um, Ollie, what do you think? You're laughing. <laughs> I always have, I always have so many thoughts. It's at one hand, <laughs> the gay in me wants to be the best ally for everyone, you know? Exactly. You know? Same. I'm like, like no, Perez Hilton, you go for you. I mean, right. I don't like his methods. I don't stand by shaming people and outing sure. people by any means, but also it's like, wow, he is like self-made in a sense. Like props to you for being mm -hmm. a self-man. You're also white, yep. but self-made gay man, right. you know, coming up. Well, he was also penniless, Ollie. He had no money. He would 
he used to beg for food at the right. um, coffee bean. So like, let's give him his due where he deserves it. Yeah, but I think he is extremely problematic with his methods, which is very unfortunate. Okay. I would I would have liked to see some growth throughout the years. You know, I feel like he's kind of had like a midlife crisis for a, like a decade, over a decade. I don't know what his <laughs> deal is. He was like a stalker for Gaga. He called uh, Will I Am the F word. You know, he's just been off his rocker throughout the entire, his whole career, you know, and it's, very unfortunate you would have liked to see like him i don't know grow and develop into a more well-rounded individual but unfortunately he just he just seems like he's constantly on a 10 you know like he just needs to grow up i think and it's really unfortunate i think honestly Mm -hmm. to me i feel like he's a very insecure individual from what i Mm -hmm. my perspective i'm kind of like okay you're probably very insecure probably very lonely despite your success mm-hmm. and your fame, I feel like sure. mm-hmm. there's just something inside of him that's um, a little toxic and he's just trying to bring people down and maybe he just wants attention. He's just not getting the attention. He's, maybe he doesn't love himself. Maybe that's what it calls mm-hmm. him down to. Wow, so, I like that. I like that take. I think he there's a lot of self hate not, not only for himself, but it seems like gay men in general, like he, he, for- he always projecting or something. Right. I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah, it's a problem. But I mean, he's there and he's doing it, but like, I think this petition shows that people are not really feeling it. But I also mm-hmm. do, I do want to give him his due, like Ollie said, he is self-made and he also does work those TikTok lines. Like he does a lot of naked videos where he like, will like, and he, they haven't been deleted. So he finds a way to cover up. And like, mm-hmm. he does stuff like that where I'm like, because two of my videos have been banned and I see these guys and their sweatpants, you can see their dick prints. I'm like, hello, why, yeah. why am I getting banned? Because I'm wearing underwear. You know what I mean? Like that's, and there is a lot with that, which that's going to be all these segments. We're going to talk about TikTok and a lot of the problematic things that TikTok as a brand is doing. Um, and then Trino Dong in the chat is saying, oh boy. Yeah, it is. Oh boy. Because <laughs> that shit is not good. And she also said, don't be racist. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yes, we agree. We agree. And uh, Jane is saying, ha ha, what the F about Perez? So it's true. I mean, he be doing too much. Uh, but you know what? It's not our job to deal with that. That's TikTok's job. And I hope that they take the right measures um, to make some changes. So we'll, we'll, hopefully we will see. Um, I'm going to fly like Chanel, the bird that got lost <laughs> in England. She came back to her owner through Facebook Live. We're, we stand this woman who's yelling for her bird. Um, we're going to go, we're going to fly right into Jeff Goldblum's arms. Um, because listen, I love Jeff Goldblum. If you didn't see a series about how to make ice cream, how to get the tattoo, it is everything on Disney+. Plus. He, I could go to sleep with his voice in my ear, listening to him tell me to go to bed. Because he is so adorable. He's so cute. A lot of people on gay Twitter hated him. They came for him. They ripped him apart. They said he was inappropriate for calling out um, Jackie Cox, who is, you know, half Persian about, you know, how uh, gay people are treated in the Middle East. I, as a Middle Eastern Persian man, felt like it was very appropriate to have that conversation. Yes, was it clunky the way he did it? And I could tell RuPaul was like, Ugh. like, yeah, yeah like her shirt, her <laughs> spine went straight. She was like, oh, here we go. But like, this show is, that's why we have this show. Exactly. Like, right. We want to have these conversations. And remember, the people that are watching VH1, some of them are very xenophobic, are very, you know, Muslim-hating, Islamophobe. So it's nice that, again, Jackie Cox is not observing Ramadan. Or maybe she is. I don't know. But I'm just saying she's a drag queen coming out in the hijab. And also what I loved is that she didn't take the hijab off during the lip sync because that would have been 
a lot more problematic because it would have been disrespecting the hijab. So I love that Jackie is so aware of that. And I actually was DMing her and I was like, and we were talking and she was like, it's a lot of pressure being a Persian people that look, people look up to a Persian like drag queen. It's a lot of pressure and I get a lot of hate. But what I want to ask you guys about is do you, with this whole Jeff Goldblum thing, do you think he stepped out of line or what are your thoughts? Oh, you know, (laughs) yeah, to me, he's like an ally first and foremost. And I already said Mm -hmm. this, that Jayla brought up in our after show that, you know, let's Mm -hmm. try to fix that, what we need to repair within our own community before we start to cancel like allies, such as Jeff Mm -hmm. Goldblum, people who come on the show who ask honest, genuine questions, because I honestly think that was a genuine question and to spark conversation like that you're bringing up, like, that is something I think it was kind of like, it just also goes to show that I think a lot of people think of religion who maybe aren't religious, um, mm-hmm. kind of think of like they their first instinct is to think of like the extremist forms of religion and all the mm. hate, all all the really the bigotry, the racism, the homophobia, mm. the transphobia, and whatnot. So mm-hmm. that is something that sometimes I think of even I go straight to that. So I I think it was a very educational moment. I thought it was really important for Jackie to explain herself and tell her story, talk about the Muslim ban and how it affected her family, and so. I don't, I think it was a little like, oh, it was jarring a little bit, but yeah. I'm, hap- I'm happy it happened, you know? Like, yeah, me too. And the show, what's mm-hmm. great about Drag Race, it does spark conversation, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. It, it gets people talking, whether it's, it, it sparks controversy with that, but it gets people talking. And mm-hmm. so I see both sides. It could be a little bit problematic, but he even right. said, he didn't say um, uh, that isn't, he said something, is there, is there, this is like his exact words, is there something anti-gay, anti-woman? Am I speaking, I'm sorry, I'm speaking out loud. Maybe I'm just being Mm. stupid. Those were his words that he said. So he He did, he took credit. Like he didn't say, oh, I'm smart and I know what I'm talking. Like he he was like, I'm learning. And he wasn't saying like Muslims and Islams are automatically, uh, you know, they are anti-woman, they are anti-gay. He was just asking a genuine question, which I thought was very, uh, that I hope that it, it was able to allow Jackie to really stand up for the Middle East and people, mm-hmm. queer uh, Middle East, Middle Eastern people. So I don't know. Well, I, right, I, and I think it, yeah. No, just like, right, go ahead, I, I might get flack for that, but that's, that's my opinion. No, I think it's, and all we can do is provide our opinions. and I as someone who is Persian and Muslim, there's a huge drag scene underground in Iran. I was FaceTiming um, with this black Persian comedian and we, we were talking about this as well. And Iran has a huge, they have the number one um, gender reassignment surgery in the world. So the government, again, it's not the right approach. They believe that it's mental illness, but trans people are protected. They are, again, gay people are not, trans people are. I'm not saying the country is progressive. I'm saying that as far as, it comes understanding trans surgery and to do it correctly without the least amount of bodily harm, Iran is the number one. So it's like, again, these are, these are things that might surprise a lot of queer people. They, and, and gay mm-hmm. Twitter was like, oh, how dare him, you know, call out Jackie. He never called out Jackie. He was mm-hmm. asking a question and we can't, what Ollie said was so key. We can't cancel allies who are literally here for us and they're coming on the show to learn. And he cried during the lip sync. Like right. yeah. he obviously is invested. You know what I mean? So yes, let's yes. give him his credit. And um, he Brian, was, what did you No, sorry. He was looking at Gigi's please. tuck for a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was here for that too. Um, but honestly, no, like just echoing exactly what you guys said. And what yeah. I really thought, I really wanted to get your perspective on here, you know, being of that group. And if, if you had that opinion that you wouldn't cancel them, then I wouldn't either, you know? 
it, like you said, it might have been an approach, but I think he was doing the best he possibly could. Like he was really trying to navigate that water and say it in a way where he didn't feel like he was going to get canceled. Because I feel like he wanted to bring it up so badly, but he was scared for that exact reason to get canceled, you know? Right. So I feel like he, he just went for it and he tried his best. And like you said, he cried over it. And he was obviously so passionate about hearing Jackie's story and hearing what she had to say. And, mm-hmm. and I think that was really, really great to, that they portrayed that on the show, so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just wish she would have come into Untucked or something so we could have maybe had that conversation mm, long right. or something. I, I feel like that was missing. I think the producers were like, we're not doing that. Like, we, yeah. we can't get into this topic. And which I think, like, all you mentioned such a great point. You're like, he's just there to learn. And even with the tucking, like, I just feel like Jeff Goldblum as a person is a little awkward, but it's kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, how does it work? Like, the tape, the dick, uh, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, and like, you could tell RuPaul was like, we need to move on. Like, she was kind of <laughs> trying to just like move it along. And, and he was quite interested. So I hope that he can do like, I don't know, an interview with them or like, we, I want to hear more yeah. from Jeff Goldblum about this. Maybe so, he's like, on the podcast, the What's the Tea podcast. That Ooh, does. Yes, I would love that. That would be really cool just to hear like what his thought process was. Yeah, and I'm sure he got a lot of hate for that as well. Yeah, unfortunately. But Ugh, we, that's we a bummer. You. We we love you, Daddy Goldblum. We we still oh, love we you. Stand yes. you Daddy. Oh, God, he's the best. Him <laughs> eating that ice cream cone on the show, like we were talking about how to make ice cream, was everything. If you guys haven't seen that, go watch it. He well, is the ice to. cream's melting all over his hand. I mean, oh, net. I can't, I can't get into it. We need to move on before I become inappropriate. Um, uh, Ollie, uh, tell me a little bit about um, this TikTok drama and what's going on on this TikTok world. We've all seen it firsthand. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is very frustrating. You mentioned it before that there's a lot of really interesting ways that TikTok is kind of handling some of their content creators. Mm-hmm. There's people a lot of like you, Amir, whose stuff is being taken down, and it's not even problematic or there's no real actual nudity there's no sex there's nothing wrong but mm-hmm. there's a lot of just queer people's content being taken down in mm-hmm. general and it's funny because I see lots of like racist TikToks I see lots of mm-hmm. very questionable TikToks just mm-hmm. like um I believe their name is Chase and Hunter so these are two TikTokers that Amir actually sent me that I didn't know because I try to stay off TikTok because of this reason because <laughs> I have a TikTok but I just can't get into it. There's funny TikToks, but there's a lot of ninety percent of TikToks are trash. I said yeah. it. <laughs> Don't and you're right. At me, you're right. At me, me and Brian are part of the ten percent. We're part. Yeah. Of <laughs> Thank you for my I content. Just, <laughs> it's just so frustrating because there's these two guys and they are straight and they are doing lots of video or TikToks. Yeah. queer baiting people and there's a lot of queer followers there's a lot of girls that like this they think they're yeah. a couple and it's just really interesting because they're straight and all their content is very questionable they have like, their shirts off they're being mm-hmm. sexual and they're not the only one so i just want to know your guys's take on queer baiting and tiktok and even like this is like also in instagram I, I see a lot of queer content starting to be taken down on instagram and there's the straight guys who are being nude nothing wrong with nudity but there's they're being sexual and their stuff isn't taken down because they're white and they're straight and you know it's just something that is very questionable from some of the social media outlets so I just want to know your guys take on this because I am not here for queer baiting I don't like it the only queer baiting that I like is from actual queer people (laughs) I just I can't get with queer baiting and then they they get mad when they say oh we're, we're straight like don't ask us this like people always ask the question 
are you guys together? So Chase, right. Hunter, William, Sean, Cody, whatever your name is. Ah, I don't, I'm not goodbye. here for you two. Not here for you two. <laughs> and this is also for all the gays that follow them and eat, eat this crap up. Follow actual queer people, especially True. queer people of color who are just making, like like Amir <laughs> and Bryant who are making great <laughs> content who shouldn't be taken down. So Thank your you. thoughts, please. Yes, oh, Bryant, Amir, take it go. away. Oh, really? You, I have so many happened opinions. to you. So <laughs> it, it hasn't happened to me yet, which I'm like waiting for it, but it happened to you. So I want to hear what you have to say. So it's happened on both platforms. So it's happened on Instagram and it's happened on, um, it's happened to me, never on Twitter. I love Twitter. They're, they don't care about nudity, but it's Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. So Instagram, I posted like a booty picture. All of my friends who are straight have done this and their pictures are still there. Mine got taken down because they said it was inappropriate. Uh, you're allowed to put butt on Instagram. So I was like really annoyed about that. And then TikTok, mm -hmm. I was wearing like an underwear, but I guess it kind of like showed my butt cheeks a little bit. People post, literally there's guys that you can see their dick, like dick print straight up. And I'm like, you, like, are you kidding me? And these kids are like sometimes underage as well. So I'm like, how are you not taking down these videos? And these kids are these literally, it's like three or four guys are on top of each other. And they're like, oh my God, everyone keeps thinking you were gay. It's like, stop, it's not funny. Like one guy literally did it. He's like, oh, how do you know your friend's gay? Um, bro, do you want to see me naked when I play video games? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, we're gay. And I'm like, this isn't funny. And then it has 100,000 views. It had a million, like, like a bunch of comments. I'm like, it's like, this isn't, like making fun of gay people is no longer funny. And mm -hmm. it's just, we're not the butt of the joke anymore, bitch. We're producing the content. So like, stop making us the butt of the joke. That's what I'm like not here mm -hmm. for. And I love people like Yashar Ali, who is Chrissy Teigen's like really good friend. He's a gay Twitter, like verified great guy. He's the one that called them out. He's like, those of you who aren't on TikTok don't know about this trend where straight guys post homoerotic content for attention and likes. And they do that because us gays are thirsty. It's quarantine, we're dying our hair. This, Ollie, this is not directed <laughs> at you. I promise you look gorgeous. But a lot of gay guys are like, we're stuck. And I get it, like this content, I even fall. Like I had to go unlike a bunch of stuff because I was like, these people are problematic. You know, like you in the moment you're like hot, and then you're like, oh, shit. like this person. Oh, seriously, good. that's literally me. <laughs> it so, could be the dumbest thing ever, own, and I'm like, <laughs> you're like, heart, bitch. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Like we can't help get, get caught up. I read an article from Guardian that talks about how they were blocking this LGBT content, and it, it's because the company is based in Shanghai. They just opened an yeah. office in LA. So I hope that being in the U.S., they realize that U.S. content, you cannot use the same Chinese standards on us. We're, we're way farther in the LGBTQ movement. You should, like, a lot of drag queen content is getting blocked. RuPaul stuff gets blocked. I'm like, this is not appropriate because our content is, like, it's fun. Like, this platform is supposed to be fun. So I just don't think it's right that, I don't know, yeah. we're not, like, should, able to get away with it. Bottom line, it should be inclusive. Why is it not exactly. inclusive? Yeah, right, right. I feel and that. it's there's a there's a trend where it's getting better because they got called out. But like a year ago, like I had friends who were queer that were on TikTok and they're like, you post anything that says gay, delete. You talk about grinder, delete. Like they were really aggressively going after it. So it was kind of a bummer. But you know what? We have more bad news. We're just gonna keep piling it on. Um, Doja Cat had made some uh, kind of you know homophobic tweets and comments, and the problem is she then defended them. So Brian, want to take that away um, for your Brian's Pop Diva dish, which feels yes. like a little bit of a read now. It's a Pop Diva read. <laughs> yes, I know we don't have too much time, so I'm just going to run through it real quick. You know, I want to, every single week I want to catch um, a Pop Diva, you know, what they're up to, what they're doing. 
Um, and I actually love Doja Cat myself. You know, I love the, the album she had. Hot Pink was amazing. Blew mm-hmm. up the gay Twitter world. Blew up the TikTok <laughs> charts. Um, I know Ali's a fan as well. Um, so I guess it's kind of the same conversation as like Jeff Goldblum. You know, like we love her content. We love what she's doing. And she appears to be an ally. And maybe yeah. she's changed from those moments from before, you know. And I, I used to be so part of cancel culture. I used to be one of the biggest people who did it. <laughs> but I, I thought a lot about it. And there's so many people who can change. Like change yeah. is such a real thing. And so maybe Doja is one of those people. And I really hope she is. So she's our pop edition this week. We, I love her personally. And I am forgiving those comments that she made in the past. What are you guys' thoughts? Ollie? Uh, yeah, it, it sucks when this happens. I feel like you brought up Amir in the beginning, delete your stuff, but also I, she did a, apo- well, first off, she defended them, and, but then she deleted, she kept deleting her tweets, and then finally she said, like, no one deserves to be, like, yada yada this, and then she deleted that. Um, so I think she's also very young, uh, mm-hmm. and that was, like, five years ago, and I hope that, I would like to think that she did kind of realize her, right, she needs to write her wrong and realize, yeah. like, oh, that wasn't okay, no one should be discriminated against for their race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, um, gender. So I hope that she just learned her lesson and that those comments are not okay. Um, and it's just really sad because a lot of people come for her, but then like Cardi B, for example, has said lots of transphobic things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no one's saying, talking about, no one's having that conversation. She says yeah. like, oh, my man cheated on me. So I'm going to beat up that girl that he was with. I'm like, beat up your man. Oh, don't beat him up. But you know what I mean? <laughs> so there's Cardi B. There's like Camila Cabello who had a bunch of racist things on her Tumblr. So there's just so much. I know we don't have a lot of time, but. No, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, the whole, you know, he did a whole shtick about trans right. people. He thought it was so funny. And he kept saying, oh, the trans person didn't mind. I can say tranny. And it's like, no, no, no. Right. Like you can't. That's one trans person. I hate when people are like, oh, but like Doja Cat, like most gays love her. And it's like, yeah, I understand that. But like, her saying these things because she did say the f word and she threw mm-hmm. it around a bunch of times and I've said it I've said it roughly fifteen thousand times in my life. Does right. this mean I hate gay people? It's like if you're saying the n word, does it mean you hate black people? I don't know about that. That's up to you. But you're using a derogatory word when you call me a terrorist. It doesn't mean you hate Middle Eastern people. It means that you're making me feel less than. So when she's saying those words, it's like what I always say with celebrities and being a publicist for ten years. I always tell my clients when you make a mistake, own it. Don't defend it after the fact. Right. That's the problem. Like celebrities always want to defend their tweets. Like let's not defend bad behavior. I'm not saying cancel her because listen, I've done a bunch of TikToks to her music. Bob Same. Bitch, it's a great <laughs> song. I, I, she's from LA. Like we stand our LA people. Like I'm not trying to come for her. She seems very accepting. She's only 22. Like she was right. literally what, 16 when she said those things. I have said, again, I told you guys, I, sent a problematic tweet four years ago that I literally someone messaged me and said it's funny and I realized that's super problematic for the platform that I have so I deleted it but like I had that privilege to do that maybe if I didn't I would have been caught up in something like this as well so it we have to like be I'm not saying what she did is right I'm just saying we have to be a little bit less quick to cancel people yeah mm-hmm. and just apologize you know you have to yes. really like, apologize and own like oh yeah that wasn't okay that I said that yes Exactly. And I heard something from Nico Tortorella. Do you guys know him? He's an actor. He's like very fluid. And he's like, oh, um, he was on Younger. Celebrity Drag Race. And Celebrity Drag Yeah, Race. Celebrity. Yeah, exactly. Celebrity Drag Race. So he had said something when I talked to him a while ago where he's like, let's call people in instead of calling them out. And I, I love that. So like, let's call in Doja Cat. Let's call in Jeff Goldblum and be like, ask those questions. Like the more, the fact is, like, they, like Samantha said on Sex and the City, first come the gays, then the girls, then the industry. So don't mess with the gays because you'll never make it. 
If you literally don't like gay people, you're never going to make it because, bitch, most times we don't have kids. We have discretionary income up the Yahoo, and we are willing to go to your concert and wait outside. Straight people are not Doja Cat. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Remember yes. that. Remember that, I love Doja. That. Yeah, uh, it's like. You, but remember that. We make you famous at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. We do. We do. Listen, look at all the OnlyFans popping up everywhere. <laughs> Straight people are doing them now. It's because the gays knew what's up pre quarantine. So, that's all I have for you guys and uh, I had such a good time but just tell everyone where they can follow you Brian. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok as the Brian Santos and on Afterbuzz TV's Quarantine with the Stars. Yes and I'm Ollie Jen and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer and follow my Twitch at Ollie Dreamer because I'm trying to Twitch and yeah it's fun. <laughs> yes I love Twitch. I did an interview on Twitch once back in the day it was fun. I felt so <laughs> youthful. I was like I'm so hip. I'm so hip. <laughs> Um, I love it. I just wanted to thank everyone for being here with our gay Twitter show. I know it's new, but we're trying to bring you all the best content. We have an amazing Bravo writer next week who is literally going to give us all the tea on Bravo. So please come next week. It's going to be so fun. Gibson John, he's amazing. Um, I just wanted to thank Jane Johnson, Trina Dong, RGD. Um, who else was in the chat? I want to make sure I give everyone their due. Thank you for everyone watching. You can follow me at Amir Yas underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and the problematic TikTok. But me and Brian are doing our best to turn the tide and make yes. it even more gay. <laughs> so we're trying. I love you guys all. Mwah. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.